You're listening to the All Figured Out Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Barr. As a career coach for parents, a mom, an entrepreneur, and someone who spent 10 plus years in the corporate world, I still don't have it all figured out. And maybe you don't either. In this podcast, I'll share tools and strategies that I use with my clients. And in the many areas where I don't have things figured out, I'll be bringing you some amazing guest experts to help us fill in the gaps. So tune in each week as we explore how to make career and life decisions that truly work for you, your family, and your big goals. Let's make moves. Follow your dreams. Do what you love. I've been on the receiving end of this advice so many times. My clients have been on the receiving end of this advice, my friends, family, everyone I know. Let me tell you, sometimes it's just not helpful. Not just because you don't know how to go after your career dreams, but instead because you can't clearly see what those dreams are. After hearing this from clients time and time again as a career coach, I decided to create a five-step guide to help my clients get clarity on their career vision. And given this is one of the inaugural episodes of the All Figured Out podcast, I wanted to share that process with you today. A really important first step in any career pivot is to get really, really clear on the vision. Bring that vision into focus. A vision is your North Star. Goals are the root markers that keep you on track towards that vision. So reground yourself in where you're currently at, in life, in work, in your family, and really think about where it is that you're heading. And ask yourself that question again without fear. If you knew you could not fail, where is it that you'd want to go? What is it that you would want to do? Now, once you start to get those wheels turning in your brain, you can start thinking about the goals that are going to be the root markers that will help keep you on track towards that vision. I'd like to use the analogy that if you're on a journey without any sort of map, like say a road trip or a hiking adventure, you're probably going to be wasting time driving or walking around in directions that you really don't need to go if you don't have a vision or a destination in mind. So think about your career vision like that. And that's why it's so important to do this type of work before sitting out on any sort of adventure to find a new career. A practical example of what this looks like, and I would call this flailing without a career vision, would be somebody who decides that they want to make a career pivot. They decide they want to go to a networking event, but they have absolutely no idea the context of the networking event that they want to attend. They have no idea what kinds of people that they want to connect with. They have no idea what questions they're trying to get answered by attending this networking event. So they could be moving from their career and all of a sudden find themselves at this random networking event with people who are not like-minded in industries that don't really interest them and in jobs that seem completely irrelevant to them. What a waste of time. And so again, this is one of the reasons why it's so, so important to come up with this career vision first and foremost before you embark on any sort of activities around finding a job, like networking events, like creating a resume or even a cover letter, or applying for jobs. Now, side tangent, I find that one of the biggest mistakes that people make in the very onset of their career pivoting journey is actually just starting to apply for as many jobs as possible. I think there used to be a trend or maybe there used to be advice out there. I'm not sure where this came from, where people thought of job searching as a numbers game. And while in some respects, that's kind of true. If you're just applying for jobs that you don't necessarily want, don't really interest you, think about it this way. You're wasting your time and you're wasting the time of the person who's having to read your resume. 
So take a step back and think of it in a way that how can I manage my energy throughout this process so that I'm doing the least amount of effort, but putting that energy in the right direction. And that's what we're going to be tackling today by coming up with a career vision. So when a person has a career vision, what does that actually look like? It looks like being able to tell somebody what your career ambitions are confidently and in a way that actually gives you butterflies. So when I made a career pivot from advertising into career development and coaching, when I started to really crack what it was exactly I wanted to do, I can honestly tell you that I was sweating when I was telling people about this new adventure that I wanted to go on in my career. I was so excited. I had butterflies. I had imposter syndrome, but I knew it was the right decision for me because I was so excited and so nervous at the same time. It also looks like having your family on board with your career path. And the caveat here is that you don't necessarily have to have everybody in your life agree with the decision to change careers or to pivot in your career. But you do need to have the support of people around you to give you that confidence, to pat you on the back, to build you up. Find who those people are for you, the people who are cheering you on, who are the champions, and the people who are going to have a glass of wine with you at the end of the day if you do or do not get that job. So how do you create a career vision? Now, this seems like a really hard task, so that's why I've broken it down into five steps that I take every single one of my career coaching clients through. And we go from the very beginning of figuring out who you are, what you're all about, what you're great at, what you love to do, and taking you all the way through to that final step, which is crafting your career vision one that you can confidently tell other people and one that you can truly embody so that you can go out and make that career pivot in a really, really intentional way. I've created a five-step process in a workbook format that I will be sure to include in the show notes so you can download it. And once you finish listening to this episode, you can go along and do the workbook for yourself to create your career vision. I have to give a quick shout out to the origin of where I actually adapted this framework from, and that is the Japanese and their concept called Ikigai. Now, Ikigai loosely translates to a sense of purpose, a reason for living, or a reason for being. So thank you to the Japanese for this absolutely beautiful sentiment, this wonderful term. And of course, what I've done is I've kind of tweaked it for our purposes when we're talking about having a career vision. Step one, what do you love? This question could be the hardest question that you'll have to answer today, or it could be the easiest one. I really want you to think about this question and answer it quickly without reading into what comes to mind from work, from life, past, present. What is it that really, really, really lights you up? So some question prompts that I have in the workbook for you are, what gets you excited? When do you feel most alive? What are your non-negotiables? What do you spend time Googling, researching, or talking about? This last point is definitely my favorite. When I was going through my own career journey, I found that really observing what it was that I read, what media I consumed, what I was journaling about, what I was Googling, what I was researching was really, really, really indicative of the career path that I wanted to get into. Everything had to do with career development, personal development, and those types of things. Some more questions on the what do you love? What does your favorite day look like? So if you were to think about a day that you've had recently that just was so much fun or so inspiring, what happened that day? What did you get up to? Likewise, what does your favorite week or your favorite month look like? So if you think about even the time of year, what are the times of year that you really enjoy? Is it fall? Is it spring, summer? What is it about those months that you really, really enjoy? And similarly, what does a great week look like? What are the types of activities you were doing in work, in your personal life? How many times a week were you working out? What were you eating? 
How many hours did you have in your week where you got to do really independent creative thinking? And how many hours were you working collaboratively with a team? Those can really tell you the types of dynamics and work environments that you appreciate and thrive in. Now, step two, the question here is what makes you great? Okay, I think I said the last one could be one of the hardest ones. This is often the one that my clients get really tripped up on. The question of what makes you great? This is your time to brag. You don't have to share this with anybody. So when I ask you this next question, answer it honestly for yourself. What makes you a freaking rock star? Be specific. Don't think about whether it's something you enjoy doing or not doing. It's not really important at this point. But what are you really, really good at? Some question prompts to help you get started if you're having trouble with answering that question. What do you often receive praise on? If you think back to you know performance reviews, times when people have given you really lovely compliments, what were they praising you for? What do people come to you for? If I were to ask colleagues, friends, and families, what would they say? This next part of defining or answering the question of what makes you great is a little hard to describe, so you'll definitely want to download the workbook in order to get this visual. But what I have here, I'll try to describe it, is a graph. And there's actually four quadrants that represent different areas of your skills and things that you enjoy or don't enjoy. At the intersection of what we're really trying to get to here is really defining your strengths. And so what I mean by a strength is it's something that you are great at and something that you love. And so to contrast that, something that you are really good at or really great at, but that you dislike, we can call it a skill. So that's a skill because it's something that you can do, you're competent at, but you don't have that passion for it. Something that you really love, but you're not so great at, we could call that an opportunity. And finally, in the fourth quadrant, something that you're not so great at, something that you dislike, we are just going to call that not your thing. Don't need to put energy there. We can just wash that away. What we're really focused on, on this section of the five steps, is defining your strengths. What do you love and what are you really great at? And how can we understand more of what falls into that quadrant so you can bring more of that into your life so that you can be excelling in an area that makes you feel really, really good, you love it, and you're like, yeah, I'm a superstar at this. Step three, where can you add value? So this is a really cool question. I find that a lot of people that I speak with in my career coaching practice come to me and and a lot of times they say, you know, I'm really good at what I do. I've enjoyed my career. It's not that I'm wildly unhappy, but I really want to make an impact. A lot of clients will come to me and say that they want to add a certain type of value into the world. I had a wonderful client that I used to work with who was working in the tech industry, but she had such a desire and yearning to help with the environmental crisis. And she really, really wanted to help from a legal perspective. So she went back to school later in her career and she actually is finishing up her law degree to become an environmental lawyer. And it's such an inspiring story. But the way that she got there and figured out that that's exactly what her path was going to be was by truly understanding her strengths, her passions, and this step right here, step number three, where she could add value to the world. So back to the questions that you can ask yourself. What are you currently or how could you be adding value to the world? With your unique gifts and strengths, how could you be contributing to an organization, your network, your family, your community? When you think about this question, think about your strengths that we just spoke about. I think about the things that you're really passionate about. Like you don't have to be putting things down here that kind of have the should asterisk. Like, you know, I really should put something like the environment down. If it's not, you know, something that's a really, really burning desire that you feel like you want to and could add value to the world, then don't put that down. So have a think 
and write down here, where could you and where do you want to add value in the world? Now to keep going in this step three, what could you be paid for? So before we were talking about value in kind of a hypothetical sense, and now we're talking about value in terms of the value that you could be receiving from a monetary perspective. So the key part of this question is what you could be paid for, not necessarily what you're currently being paid to do. I want you to let your mind run wild here. Take off your practical patty hat, and I want you to see what comes to mind. For an example, you might say, I'm an accountant, and I also have a thriving lifestyle account on Instagram. I could be paid to manage someone else's account for them. Or did you used to babysit when you were younger and do you actually love kids? Could that be something that you were paid for on the side, for instance? So some question prompts here. What marketable skills do you have? What experience, exposure, education are you currently not using? What jobs did you have when you were younger? That's always a fun one. I'd like to hear my sister's answer when she was scooping ice cream all those years. Step number four, put it together. So this is the fun part. We're going to take your themes from the answers that I just previously asked you, and you're going to basically put it into a Venn diagram. Again, go into the workbook that you'll find in the show notes, and you can see the visual I'm talking about. It's one of those lovely triad Venn diagrams. And what you'll see there is it says what you love, what makes you great, what you could be paid for. And in the very center, you probably see where this is going. That is your career vision. And what a career vision really does is it articulates the attributes of what an awesome, fulfilling career could look like for you. Keyword, bolded, underlined, italicized, you. This is for you and nobody else. This could take shape of a sentence. This could be a set of words. If you're an artiste, this could be a drawing. It could be a mind map, a word cloud, a spreadsheet. However it is that you think and make sense of tasks like this, go for it. But what the goal of what we're trying to do here is we're trying to take those three elements, what you love, what makes you great, what you could be paid for, putting them together to create some sort of sentiment of a career vision. Finally, fifth and final step, reflect and take action. This is definitely the most important part of this entire exercise. It's kind of like when you go to yoga class, you spend the entire class working hard at the very end, they always say, Shavasana, even though it feels like you're just lying down on the floor, is actually the most important and the hardest part of the entire practice. That's what this is. What we're doing here is we're going to reflect on what you've just discovered or uncovered or rediscovered about yourself is then taking action. What are you going to do with that information? So what I have here in the workbook is my career vision is and a couple lines. So you can write out, this is what my career vision is. The second piece to this is I'm excited to think more about fill in the blanks. And then finally, one action I commit to taking. So if I were to give you some homework, one piece of homework, apart from downloading this workbook, going through the exercise, most important part of this whole exercise is writing down one action that you commit to taking. I really, really hope that you'll connect with me on Instagram at Andrea Bar Coaching. Let me know what that one action is that you commit to taking and I will hold you personally accountable to taking steps to achieve your career vision. Thank you so much for listening today. It's been so much fun to take you through this really intimate practice that I take my clients through, and I hope you gain a lot of value from creating a career vision. Thank you for listening. You can access all resources mentioned in this episode via my website, andreabar.com podcast. And let's chat on Instagram. I'm at andreabarcoaching, and I reply to every DM I get. If you loved this episode, don't forget to quickly hit that button on your podcast app to give me a five-star rating and drop in a review. It would truly mean the world. 
And if you're like me and love to share things that you love, send this episode to a friend who you think would appreciate this topic. Thanks again for listening and I'll chat with you next week.